Welcome, Minifiners. If this is your first time joining us, I am Alina Van Dyke, your podcast hostess. And today I want to talk to you about communion. If you have been watching the news, then you've been seeing that there's revival all over the country, Asbury, different places that people are not wanting to stop worshiping the Lord. And here in New Mexico, there's been a lot of movement as well. So up in Colorado, a couple weekends ago, Luingel had a conference and we talked about the blood communion revival which is something that I was unfamiliar with. I did not know that there was prophecies around revival coming at the same time that people were taking communion and understanding the power of communion. So after some reflection this past month, I've been thinking a lot about those prophecies and about how there's so much power in beholding the blood, understanding what it was that Jesus asked us to do, to to do this in remembrance of him, to eat bread and take wine as a remembrance of his sacrifice on the cross and him coming back to life and coming back in the future. And so I believe that as we behold Jesus, as we understand the power of the blood, then we come into our true identity as sons and daughters of God. So first, let's just talk a little bit about communion. In my book, um, I really talk about how Jesus wants intimacy and connection. And so communion is an act of, you know, taking the bread and the wine or the juice, but it's also an agreement and a moment when we actually come into communion, i.e. unity and intimacy with Jesus. And so I, I talk about how the definition of communion is sharing or exchanging intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. And that's the Oxford definition. And so we can experience genuine communion in a real intimate relationship with a personal God. And when we accept that we are loved and accepted and we're invited into communion with Jesus, then every moment, every second, every day, we enter a new normal. And so I think there's something really powerful about actually embracing that every single day because You might take communion once a month at church. It might not be something that is like a huge deal. But when the Lord said, do this in remembrance of me, he was saying that, I think, he was saying every day, all the time, that you would enter into a loving relationship with him. And I I talk a ton in my book and just to people in general about how marriage really is the number one relationship that the Lord uses to describe a relationship with him and how he calls us his bride. And there's a lot of wedding analogies about needing wedding garments and understanding what it means to prepare for a wedding. And so when we use that concept in our brain to understand what it might look like to be in a personal relationship with God, we all know that your spouse is your number one best friend. It's the person that you talk to every day. It's the person that you plan every meal with. Like a good marriage has deep, valuable, intimate communication and on a mental, emotional, spiritual, physical level. And so if the Lord is using that same relationship as an analogy, and he says, that's the kind of relationship I want to have with you, I want to be intimately involved in every single aspect of your life, then I really believe that that's something that we do every day, not just something that you do on Sunday morning and you check in and check out, but that there's a true heart change and a true depth of intimacy and communion being one with him in order to know what that looks like. And in John 17, the Lord prayed that we wouldn't become one with him and with each other. And so if the Lord was asking for that before he went to the cross, 
then that prayer is probably still being prayed in heaven and he's still asking and still interceding on our behalf that we would know what that wholeness is like to become one with him and know what it looks like to walk into complete intimacy and relationship. And so I know those are two big words, intimacy, relationship, communion. (laughs) Here we go. Um, That's really the definition of communion, intimacy and relationship for me. Um, So that's kind of the personal level. But then on the actual like Eucharist communion level, if you've never taken communion, just in case, um, Jesus said, let's pull it up here. Let's use the one from Luke. In Luke 22, the Lord said, well, he took the bread before the last supper, before he went to the cross and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And so using everything I just said, marriage is covenant. And so in order for us to enter in to a covenant, there has to be an agreement. And so he's saying that he paid for that agreement by the power of his blood. And if we walk in that kind of remembrance to remember what Isaiah said in Isaiah 53, that he was pierced for our transgressions, that he was crushed for our iniquities, that the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed, then every day we can claim that and enter into that covenant, understanding the power and the authority that was given to us when Jesus died on the cross and paid for everything. And so every covenant, every agreement, everything that we've done in action or word to come into agreement with things that were outside of our outside of God's will for our lives, things that were in our will, things that were not for our highest and best interest, things that keep us in bondage or, or addictions or things, even illness, things that have stifled our life force. All of those things are covered and paid for by the blood of Jesus. And so I really invite you, no matter what your situation, even if you feel like life is amazing right now, to enter into taking communion every day, to beholding the blood, to understanding the power of that, because it really is pleading the blood over your life, pleading the power of that verse in Isaiah 53, of understanding that everything that stands against you has to bow at the name of Jesus and has to bow at the power of the blood and what he paid for on the cross. Every single agreement that you have made can be wiped clean by the blood, can be paid for by the blood. But all we have to do is plead it because we have to understand and invite him into it. It's like free money sitting on the table, but if you don't take it, then it's no benefit to you. And his blood is the same way that you have to plead the blood and understand the power of it in in order to walk in that kind of authority. And so I've been taking communion for the past few days and leading people in communion at three o'clock every day on Instagram. So for this month of March, as we march forward, quote unquote, I saw somebody post that yesterday and I thought it was brilliant. Um, We can take authority over the things that are standing against us. We can invite revival. We can plead his blood over our lives, over our sins, over our state, over our city, over our nation, and ask for him to shift things 
ask for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, like he asked us to. The other night we were watching Star Wars and just one of the shows and somebody was saying in there that kind of repetitive, I am one with the force and the force is with me. And I thought, what a perfect way to say this. Like, I am one with the force. The force is with me. I am one with the blood of Jesus. I am one with the Lord and the Lord is with me. The Lord tells Joshua in the Old Testament, I am with you and I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And I hear him say that so often. I don't think we're aware of how much he really is in communion with us, even if we're not aware of how much we're in communion with him. The other day I was reading a Francis Frangipane book and he said that one of the number one things that the enemy does to stand against us is just make us not really believe that the Lord is with us. That if we don't believe he's in unity with us, if we think he's distant, if we think he's far away, if we don't understand that he's just right here seeing us, being with us, inside of us, hovering over us, living in our home with us, then we're not really aware of his power, his presence, his willingness to help us. We think we're all alone in the world. And I think that's the number one thing that the enemy does to try to stifle us. So that's another thing that I would want you to lean into as you take communion is to realize that there's a recognition of, I am one with you. I plead your blood over my life. I invite you into my heart, into my home. And I know and stand in agreement and believe in faith that you are with me, that you are the good shepherd, that you are leading me. I really believe that if the Lord is saying this across the country, you know, he's talking to prophets about it years ago, apparently that I didn't know, talking to different national leaders, talking to different prophets and people that are traveling and taking communion in community, um, then I really think that it's something that he's stirring up in Revelation, well, and in other places, the Lord is saying uh, in Scripture, do you have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to the church? And I really think the Holy Spirit is breathing this on his whole bride to enter into communion, to understand these things and walk in them in fullness and completeness and authority, to invite him into the intimate details of your life, that he would lead you in every single way. I really believe that we have a God. If he knows every the count of every hair on my head, then he cares about the nail polish I'm wearing. Like he really cares about every single detail. And man or woman, I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that he died for you, and that you would have a personal encounter with that reality and that he would come in and that you'd have an experience. Because I think you can know everything in your head. You can study the theology, you can read your Bible, you can quote scripture. But if it's not personal to you, if it hasn't actually hit you in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit, then that intuition and God gut (laughs) isn't really something that is real for you. You're just still hoping that you're making the right choices instead of confidently knowing that you have the God of the universe who has your back, who's walking with you in every single thing that you do, who's rooting for you, who loves you, who's cheering you on, who's whispering to you the right things to do and and what would be best for you. 
and who forgives you and loves you and is not harsh, is not yelling and screaming and wanting you to do different things, but is genuinely beckoning you to true love, to intimacy with him, to your highest and best life, because he designed you with a purpose and with a plan in mind before you were born. And he's inviting you into that will of his, which is really like your highest and best destiny, your highest and best calling. So if you're with me in that, if that's the desire of your heart to have purpose, to know God is for you, to walk confidently through life, to have freedom from these things that hold you back, to, to even have freedom from the doubts or the questions or whatever, then I just invite you to join us for communion every day. Whether you rewatch it or you're with me or you just do it alone, tucked in a closet, whatever it is, grab a cracker, grab some juice. I don't care if it's orange juice or whatever. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen people do communion with like, you know, coffee and a tortilla, like, you know, like whatever you have. Um, but just ask the Lord to come into it and do it with you. And, and I will be praying that he radically encounters you in a way that is life-changing in a way that shifts the atmosphere, in a way that brings you out of death and into life in every way. And I just, I plead the blood over all of you now that um, here this afternoon at three o'clock that I'll be doing that to every, every minifener, for every listener, that, um, that the Lord would reveal himself in new ways. Because there's something really freeing about communion we had a whole group come and take communion together in Red River um, a couple weeks ago, or a week or so, yeah, about a week ago. And, um, and there's so much freedom in understanding that there isn't a battle to fight necessarily. There isn't like striving in our own power, but that the Lord already won the fight when he died on the cross and rose again. And so... Everything is in his hands. And so the, the bottom line is handing it to him, going, yes, I trust you with these things. And so this whole group took communion and prayed over the state of New Mexico. And it was just so clear. One of my favorite verses is Exodus 14, 14. And it says, the Lord, your God will fight for you. You need only to be still. And to stand in stillness and in peace and in rest and in Sabbath and just plead the blood it's so simple, but we make everything so complicated in life and we think we have to figure it out and we have to strive and we have to do things in our own power and we have to make it happen. And in reality, I really think the Lord's just saying, all you have to do is love me and just hand it over and trust me and I'll lead you and I'll guide you and I'll pour out my blood over these situations that are too strong for you because my blood speaks a better word than any other and every other voice that's coming against you. And I have your best in mind. And so I believe he has his best in mind for us as individuals, for our cities, for our states, for our nation, for the world. And I think he's just asking for people to step up and ask, which is so simple that all we have to do is pray and ask. And so I'm committing to that this month. I'm committing to fast, um, you know, hopefully forever I'll keep taking communion and this will be a powerful thing from this day forward. Um, but this month, especially, I really just want to lead you guys in it. 
um, and invite others into this story that the Lord is writing right now and speak, speak for that. Be one that says, this is what the Lord is saying. I invite you into it. I invite you to step up and do this. So I hope this spoke to you. I know this is kind of an unusual episode because in a lot of ways, um, I don't know, we're more inspirational and less invitational, <laughs> but, um, but may it be both. So if this, if this spoke to you, please, please, please share it with a friend. Um, join me at three o'clock if you want to do communion with us live. And if not, you can rewatch it. And like I said, I just bless you if you do it alone. May the Lord encounter you. May he send a revival to your heart and to your family and to your home. In Jesus' name I ask. So Minifiners, thank you so much for listening. From the bottom of my soul, I'm thrilled that you are here. I believe that that is the Lord leading you into this invitation, that he would direct everyone who has ears to hear into this invitation. And so I'm just so thankful that he led you here today. And at the risk of sounding like a complete nerd, may the force of the Lord be with you.